0: H. L. Mencken once said, As democracy is perfected, the office of president represents more and more closely the inner soul of the people. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last, and the White House will be adorned by a downright moron. to episode 56 of Eyes Wide Open, where truthers of all stripes can further their personal journey of freedom through the insights of our esteemed guests. We publish a new episode every week on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, and Twitter. I'm Lawrence Eisman, your host, and I'm here today with Graham Moore, who joins me once again. This time, we're going to be chatting about democracy and why voting really does matter. In part one, we talk about how to withdraw your consent from being governed by spoiling the ballot during elections and in part two which is premium content graham shows us how we can practice private banking through private trade revealing what shiny gifts he's brought in his bag of loot But first, you can watch part two of this podcast and others by becoming a member of my site. For just £5 a month, you'll get access to our growing catalogue of premium content, and more importantly, you'll be supporting independent content creators like myself to keep bringing you the goods the mainstream media don't want you to see. Sign up today by clicking the link in the description or go to my website. But now, it's time for our guest, Graham Moore. Enjoy! Graham Moore back once again you're now a regular on this podcast thanks for joining me in uh, our london studio no problem at all i'm really pleased you've asked me and and i'm loving the studio by the way yeah it's all right isn't it we we built it over the the last few days um it feels better doing a face-to-face i always enjoy face-to-face more i mean it's still you know you still get a lot of value out of the the zoom style but i think it's uh it's always better to have a real life conversation in the real world because we can we can get a little bit caught on the internet sometimes can't we Or whole world and it's like um i think it's good for us to cluster together in real life because we're so spread out over the internet that i I make the effort to do so i want to talk to you today continue our conversation i guess that we've been having over the last few months few you know a couple of years nearly about the state of england what's happening in england and i think the last time we spoke was just before the local elections yeah, and uh, there's yeah. been local elections since i think in may and a few people i know were running as independents i've had one of them on darren denslow and lawrence kenwright in liverpool was behind the project and barry Maguire, another one of my guests uh, he ran as well and, and there was a little bit of a sense of uh, demoralization at the end of it because no one really had any success i I think standing alone is success, but they're not getting the political breakthrough that we wish and we want. By design. That's the Marxist
1: way. By the way, Darren, um, I really like Darren. Uh, we're connected on, on, on Twitter. I think years ago he came on my, uh, my, my channel uh, and I've been on his radio show on TNT. But uh, importantly, um, what you've just described, the, the party political system... Is structured, in effect, by Marxists now um, to do exactly what you just described, Mm. that if you enter into the system, you will become demoralised and you won't enter again. It's cost me, personally, my own money, £20,000 over the years Mm. to stand in elections. Uh, And when people sit there and go, "Ah, you didn't get anywhere and all that, I look at them more or less with disgust because they've got no idea What what, what, what goes into it. And for you... So do it again and again and again, and and in the end you work out um, from past mistakes um,
0: how how it is that you'll beat the system. Yeah, because um, we we get it a little bit as podcasters as well, don't we, or YouTubers is that, you know, they put shadow bans on us and restrict our output and hopefully to try and demoralise us to think no one's interested, no one's watching so that we give up, you know, and I think the political system is the same, they want you to think there is absolutely no way through for us to be able to reclaim our sovereign power, our political power and uh, I guess the people who stood in the last local elections will seriously consider whether they stand the game because they know what they're up against, especially in Liverpool which is, you know, Donald dominated by the Labour Party, even in light of all of the fraud and corruption that has been exposed in the Liverpool Labour Party over the last 12 years. They still voted in by landslide. It's crazy. We're up against, I think, tribal politics. And I don't know what the solution is, but I know you're working on these things all the time and you're thinking about them all the time. And one of your latest projects is called Spoil the Ballot, because I I know I'm a bit blackpilled on this topic. and, And Take a lot for me to get out and vote, right? And, and I know you, you talk about well, you should go out and vote because that's you declaring your uh, objection, your dissent, if you like, to this system. But tell us about your the new project that you're working on and what it means and, and why we should vote. Well, the the reason
1: you should vote, um, and there's a number of different things that I'm going to express here. Um, the way the voting system was not, w- w- was structured previously, um, and this sounds like a strange thing to a lot of people for me to say, right? The class system is a good system, right? But it's only a good system if the people within them classes are co-equal and they have mobility, right? Once you go away from that system, uh, which is the Marxist system or in India... Uh, for example, the caste system, um, Marxism in, in in is in effect. We're at the top, and you're the plebs. It's the Roman system, right? Which is why we was we, we was referred to as as plebs, and right. then you and you had the hierarchy above that, right? So, getting back to the the you have to understand the voting system and where we've come from. This is where the history comes in, and history will always come into this, from the law, et cetera. Um, They have always tried to control us. If you go back and you look at the system and how it originally operated, you you couldn't, um, and I'll give you an example, um, you had to be a landowner, right, to be able to vote. If you just worked on the land... Um, or, or even if you rented a property and you have done your own thing. You was not entitled to vote. Over the years, we have gradually, through, through um, lots of different reasons, but generally we, we've been given the vote, and, and it's come to a point where we now have what's known as universal suffrage, which means everybody can vote, vote and everybody can stand in an election, mm. right? When you look at the history of it and you look at the different people and how they suffered, and I'll give you an example, Peterloo, Peter right, which is just outside of Manchester, right, um, in 1819, those people stood up to the government and to the Crown and they protested. And those people in, in that day and age could not vote. They could not use the voting system. So instead they come together as a protest, right? Right. The government, uh, and I'm talking about the military, drew their sabres and hacked them to death it, it near, just near Manchester. That's why it's called Peterloo, right? And they killed, I think, 19 people. And I'm talking about men, women and children, right? Uh, and that's the British that did that to working class people. When you then look at someone like the suffragettes, throwing them, some, themselves under the king's horses, right, um, to get the vote. And then people, we, everybody, has got universal suffrage, and yet the only way you can take back control, and this is the key part of this that people must understand, right, you must believe in the, that you have a f- claim of right. That means that if you've got a right, the only way... That you, you you can keep that right going is to, to claim it, and it doesn't matter how long ago in history the right existed. If you find out about it and you say, hey, "Hang on a minute, they've never told us about this right," and you say, "Well, I'll claim that right." It in still Lord exists, mine. Yeah, it right? still
0: exists. You can still use it. You can still claim it. You can still you know, yeah, rely on it. It's our birthright as Englishmen
1: yeah. and Englishwomen, right? So what you have got to do is you look at that and you say, right. What is the secondary element to this? So, first of all, by law, it is your your right to vote. If you choose to abrogate it, you are in tacit agreement with whatever government has been elected. They tell us, and this is factual and it is the law, we are governed by consent. If you stay at home and you don't vote, right, you are giving up your right to vote, and you are advocating that right to vote, and anyone who says any different to that doesn't understand the law. As far as I'm concerned, they don't understand the law, right? There are a number of different situations throughout history where it, it, it is shown, and it is the common law and part of our constitution, uh, such a serious issue it was with um, Queen Anne, that she pre rode Parliament because they dared... Um, to discuss whether an Englishman had the right to vote or not. Um, and, and the High Court come out on our side as well, right? And they literally shut Parliament down and said, who do you think you are? As, asking whether an Englishman has the right to vote or not. So all of that is encapsulated in your right to vote, right? It's key that if you do not vote... You give tacit agreement to whatever government... And I've done a video online. Loads of people have watched it. I mean, you've seen. I I like to be able to show people. So it's not just a concept uh, or an an abject concept. It it is something you can physically show them. uh, And I've done that online. And people have looked at it and said, now I understand, right? So the, so the difference is, when you go and you write spoilt ballot, and the reason why I'm saying it is because the British government, through the Electoral Commission, British, um, have created a set of regulations, right, that covers what they consider to be a spoilt ballot, right? So if you was to mark that ballot in any way, they could mark it and say um, a, a unknown intent, and they'll put it, in, that's not a spoilt ballot, right? Right. You have to write, literally, right across the top of it, in big black letters, if you want to call it that, yeah? Spoilt ballot. And then underneath
0: it, you write, I do not consent. That is a valid vote. So that's a little bit like none of the above, isn't it? A little bit similar to none of the above. And it was Tony Blair that yeah. prevented none of the above from being put on the, uh, the ballot, they didn't want you to register none of the above which sounds similar to what you're saying is a spoiled ballot because then they've got something to measure it against the dissent haven't they
1: you're absolutely bang on the money so the 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 second thing which i was about to get to is if you don't write spoil ballot i do not consent then you write right across it none don't tick any box. You write none or none of the above, right? So there's another website that shows that, and they go into the law. I go into the law, and another group of people go into the law. So you've got all these people that have seen it and understand it, right? So once you do that, what you, you're quite right. What the politicians, the hierarchy, and all these groups of people don't want is people actually realising... All I've got to do, instead of travelling into London and being one and a half million marching towards Parliament, no more war. I remember that, yeah. right? One and a half million people stood in London and said to the Labour government, we do not want a war with Iraq. What did they do? They ignored us. Not only did they ignore us, he was voted back in again, wasn't he, for the second term? <laughs> so, 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 again, yeah. peop- so the reason why Spoilt Ballot. None of the above, whatever you want to describe it as, right, works, is because we operate, and this is crucially important, we operate a common law system of first past the post, yeah. right? What people don't understand about that, uh, and I've done a lot of historical uh, investigation to where, where, where is it? Who says to us we're first past the post, Right. And upon that investigation, I found that it's a convention. What is a convention? It means it's customary. That's That's constitutional. That's constitutional. That's part of our common law. And it's a constitutional convention, right? It is not written. It is part of our customary law. And the Coronation Oath Act says, and the law courts state, that they must apply the common law and the customary laws of England, right? So when you look at that, you then say to people, OK, now look at the spoilt ballots. When you go in and vote, it ain't cost you 150 quid to get to London, right? And the beauty of this, uh, which the Americans are now very much in front of us, they get it in America. Uh, you can't do this in America, by the way, but there is a reason for that. Um, in America, they they have started to talk about... Local action is national action, right? So the local people have been coming out. We've got the same setup basically, because we passed it to America, right? Um, so in other words, we didn't... Uh, a lot of people say that we have become Americanized. That's not true. We anglicised America, yeah. right? So they have got our system and structure set up there. Once you look at the voting system... And again, getting back to, to directly to that, you turn around to people and you say, instead of going to London and protest, all you need to do is register to vote, and all you need to do is walk down to your local polling station at every election and write right across that, pu- that pu- polling card, I do not consent, right? That's it.
0: Uh, well, I think that's a really, a really interesting addition to this conversation about democracy and elections and voting because the local elections is where it's at as well it's not just the national elections it's even though you think oh what's the point in voting locally is well that's where decisions are made locally isn't it you know and um the amount of votes that these people who assume power in our councils that voted in are unbelievably small like 800 votes, 1,000 votes, and all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're running the, the city with huge yeah. budgets and get us into all kinds of debt and impose these unconstitutional laws upon us with this really, really small amount of votes, largely because nobody wants to vote in local elections, either because they don't think they can make any change or they've been so demoralized by the process that they stay away. Like Darren was talking about it, he was saying, you know, the people just don't go out to vote locally other than the tribal voters who have been motivated through Labour propaganda and Tory propaganda, and they know that they can rely upon that demographic. They can count almost to the head how many people are going to vote for them. And then when we stand up, um, you know, as independents, we're obliterated to a large degree and... The people who are dissenting by not voting, like myself, right, is that that's not being recorded? Is it? There's no exactly. there's no record of it's the no dissent. No record
1: of it whatsoever. In yeah. other words, what they're saying is that is that you you are actually in tacit agreement yeah with whoever is first past the post because you chose to abrogate your right. Yeah. Let me come back to a couple of points you've just made there because this mm. is really interesting. Democracy, mm-hmm. I believe in democracy. Mm-hmm. Right, but I believe it is constitutionally restricted or mm. limited. In other words, democracy is fine, but you don't go out of these limits to what you can do and what you can't do. Yep. Democracy doesn't mean two wolves and lamb deciding what they're having for dinner, right? <laughs> right. But they use democracy as a weapon against us. Of course, Unlimited, because they 've already got into the judicial and the parliamentary systems and in effect the monocle system right to to make democracy unlimited in 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 what they can do to us and it was Karl Marx, yeah yeah, that actually said um, that the, that democracy is the route to socialism mm. right. Well, not if it is constitutionally restricted, it isn't. Mm. And that is why Karl Marx always said about England, not Britain, England, that every uh, communist revolution was shipwrecked on the rock of England because we had the common law, mm. not yeah. the administrative law that
0: the a use. What a fantastic quote. Uh, well, so, so when you look so, at that... Sorry to interrupt you. So um, uh, constitutionally limited democracy... Do we is that what we have in England already under our current constitution? That's what we had. That's what we had.
1: We had yeah. past tense. We could still have, but the only way that you're going to go back to that is to use your spoiled ballots, right? And then all of a sudden, something like seventy percent of the population now are not voting, yeah. right? So if you if you break down the first it's a tyranny of the minority,
0: isn't it? That's what we'll well, so, yeah. so
1: so that that is when you display to people. Once you've gone with a spoilt ballot system and you mm-hmm. say, right, that's what you've got to do, you don't you haven't got to, as long as you are clear it is a spoilt ballot, and they record recalled it at that, because the British have found a way of saying, with the Electoral Commission, if you actually do this, then we don't
0: class it as that. That's why you've got to be... So what's the actual beneficial end result of a spoilt ballot? What's the goal with that? What, what are we trying to achieve by writing spoilt upon it? What does that do? you
1: are registering your vote,
0: yeah. I do not consent,
1: mm-hmm. and you are delegitimising Parliament, mm. and you are delegitimising government. So, in other words, they have not got the right to govern you because you've removed your consent. All of a sudden, if people really understood how powerful this is, right? When if 70% of the population, especially who was demoralised, wrote, I do not consent, all of a sudden, it goes forward, and it comes out, and they say, and, it, and the world knows, right? The mother of of, of global parliaments, the mm. English Parliament, people have voted against it, mm. and then all of a sudden, it's world news. Then they're saying, why didn't we know about all this before? How can we see
0: seventy percent of the population
1: are saying we don't, we disagree with
0: you? So, so, so in in an election, when they're reading out the results, yeah. they'll say. John O'Connor, Labour Party, yeah. one thousand votes, and they'll do Tories, three hundred votes. But then they'll also say spoil ballots, yeah. yeah and then you ideally want the spoil ballot number to be relatively high or higher than the person who was elected in order Correct. for it to be effective. Correct. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so I've said to people, there's two stages. Um, the first stage, the, there's a first stage. So if the number of spoiled ballots is is more than the, what they would regard as the parliamentary first-past-the-pope party, mm-hmm. right? Because
0: no no, we didn't agree to a party system, mm. right? is a convention. Has that, just, has, that just been, has that just been, like, snuck in as the party system? As far as I know, can, you know, the Tories and the Whigs, they go back a long way.
1: Yeah, no, it does go back. I'm not suggesting it don't go back a long way. Yeah. The way the system has changed, um, it's changed a lot more... Since the 1911 Parliament Act, mm. uh, that was an extremely Marxist. That's really the fir- that was the, the first 1911
0: run. Parliament Act.
1: 1911 Parliament yep. Act. Yep. That was the first run. Um, I can take you into the 1800s. By the way, from an engineering perspective, what I do by understanding the law, mm. I also look. At the one of the reasons I look at the law and read, and have read law for thirty years. Right. Um, is that I can also reverse engineer the law. I can see what law had the effect of doing X, Y, Z. And there is something in law, everyone should know this, it's natural law, of unintended consequence. Mm. It, 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 it depends whether it's an intentional consequence and it's a bad thing for us or or whether it's unintended but that's one of you but one let me just get back to a complete point that you've made right so you talk about people going out and voting so darren right absolutely i think he he is fantastic right there's other different people so people find it odd that as a political party right we are saying spoil your ballot right (laughs) The political party, we are constitutionalists, not politicians. So this is the
0: English Constitution Party.
1: The correct, correct. So yeah. when you look at our manifesto, yeah. our manifesto is the English Constitution, mm. which means we stand for your liberties and freedoms,
0: which is what people are elected to do. But it's neither. A, it's not a political party in, the, in that in that sense, is it? Because a political party has political ideology, yeah. whereas your rooted to just the Constitution. That's correct. what our ideas are. Yeah. We have to be... It's so not like we, so we right-wing in that sense then. And is it? it was,
1: it's the no, so, wing, uh. so I always say to people, um, we're a movement first and a political party second. Mm. The only reason we're registered as a political party is so people can vote for us if they want to, right? Yeah. Right. So, so we're getting. To, if anyone knows anything about this at all, you'll under you'll understand this, right? There is a cost to standing in elections, right? Not only in leaflets, not only. Um, so, for example, if you were standing in. A constituency is a member of parliament. You wanted to be a member of parliament, you've got to come up with 500 quid, mm. right? You lose your deposit if you don't If you don't get past, I think it's 5% of the vote. Um, effort that you have to put into it. It's an enormous amount of effort. Um, and then you've got the politics of it, yeah. right? So people, and I can tell you now, I mean, we've got probably 20 to 30 people that want to stand as candidates for us, Right. In both local elections and in, in general elections, right? Um, it's very difficult. And anyone out there who knows anything about politics, uh, it's very difficult to find candidates. Because if, if, well, that's what
0: I think. Well, that's what Lawrence Kenway found in the end when he yeah. was doing liberate Liverpool. Yeah. Is it was difficult to find the candidates, not only the volume but also the quality. Correct. Yeah, because you know it's not many people who, who really want to go and stand as a councillor. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Who wants to be a councillor? Because it's it's you know it's not not right. particularly a, a you it's know sure it's a lot of work, yeah, a lot of grief, like you're saying. Yeah. It's not a particularly well played position either. So you know who wants to stand? Is that especially you know is that politicians are so hated at the moment? So, you're not even getting the glory of the people, are you? You're just getting this party politics, backhand corruption, which is kind of what well, it's attracting that type of person.
1: I used to say that estate agents uh, were potentially more hated than paedophiles. Yeah. Right? And then some estate agents I knew said, that's a bit unfair. I said, yeah, it is really. Politicians are probably uh, up there now as being more hated than paedophiles, only because they have facilitated through party politics. So getting back to the point, um, which was, as a political party, the difference between us is I would sacrifice, and the people that are members of the English Constitution Party would sacrifice our political party tomorrow Mm. for the country. That is not the case with the Tories no. or the Labour Party or the Lib Dems or any anyone else out there. They, 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 they will do everything to protect the party are not the country? They will put the party before the people. Hundred percent. They will put the put the party before the country. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. What we're saying is we stand for you and we stand for this country. There, there is the country and our, and our laws and what made us what we are. Why do immigrants
0: want to come here? Because yeah, they want to live under the common law system, yeah. right? If they if It's our gift want to, to the world, it. isn't it? It's our gift to the world. All they're the countries massive. that live on the common yeah. law jurisdiction, you know. No, correct. Yeah. So. um that's all great. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's interesting. It gives you an opportunity to go and vote in elections without feeling as if you have to make a compromise and vote for someone you don't want to vote for just because you feel as if you need to make your voice heard. But you're still actually recording your dissent yeah. and it's read out by the yeah. people who were declared in the, so, the
1: results. So let me just make sure that I'll say this, because this is really important. For them people that were in the Labour Party, were in the Tories, or, or not in, even in the party, but would vote for them, or the Lib Dems, or any, whoever group of people it is, right, this is really important. One of the reasons why I spoil your ballot... I do not consent, is so important, is because you have become, and they have become disillusioned with that politics. Deliberately. <laughs> and, and, and Yeah, and they have stayed at home, yeah. right? So what you said earlier is it, it's then only the activists and the core people, and they the that's how they took control mm. of Germany. The mm. Nazis took control of Germany mm-hmm. through intimidation and demoralisation, mm. right? So what I'm saying to people is this. Spoilt ballot, I do not consent. When you actually say that to anyone, right, and you put it on that that ballot, you're not voting for the Labour Party. You're not voting for the Tories. You're not voting for the Lib Dems. You're not voting for anyone, mm. right? What you're doing is standing up and saying, I do not consent to your politics. I do not consent to what you have created in this country now, today. Mm. I do not consent. And, and it doesn't matter what you don't connect sense to. So, that means, so you're not being disloyal to the Labour Party. Yep. You're not being disloyal to the Tories. You're not disloyal to the single green, right? Mm-hmm. You're not being disloyal to, you know, the Lib Dems. You're actually giving your electoral opinion on their system, which counts against them. It's
0: a real protest vote, isn't it?
1: It's a real Uh, real. protest vote. And and the thing is, once people understand it, and they understand that in the law, yeah, you've just said... So when is seventy thousand of you that says, oh, do not consent, Mm -hmm. right? Someone who did it in this last election, a lady, she was in her 70s, right? She wrote me an email. She said, the first time in my life, Grime, I've ever been on a process. She said, when I was writing it out in the booth, she said, I was shaking, right? And she said, and when I read <laughs> it out and I've done it and I put it in that box and she said, I'll oh, read, spoiled ballot. She's in her late 70s. I do not consent. She said, I felt like a rebel, yeah. right? For the first time in her life, at nearly 70, she feels like a rebel. Yeah. But the other thing to, um, for people to understand... Your vote, right, is just as powerful if you are 98, mm. right? When you hold that in your hand and you use it, it's just as powerful as when you was 18 years old. And that's the bit that I Well, forgot. it's the older
0: generation that voted for Brexit, wasn't it? That took us over the line, you yeah. know, and everyone complained about it. They were like saying, yeah. you know, you're not going to be around much longer. What are you doing taking us out of Europe? Yeah. You know, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not, it's not defined by anyone's age, is it the vote? No. right? But I want to talk about consent a little bit deeper because we talk about consent a lot on this podcast. And I don't think people... Understand the true power of, of of the concept of consent and how we're told by the system that we're governed by consent. Because if we're not governed by consent, that means we're slaves and we're living under a tyranny. And they can't afford to admit that in public, at least. But by removing our consent and finding out if they're going to treat us as slaves, it exposes the system if that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. and I think we talked about this before but i enjoy talking about it, but this idea of um the system of oaths right which is i think a really powerful system that isn't um us, us enough respect for what it is and we saw recently through the coronation of king charles the first the ultimate oath which is the coronation oath it's the the monarch the sovereign's oath to the people to uphold the natural law god's law the common law uh in and, and the deal is is we transfer our personal sovereignty to the sovereign in order that they uphold it I've, I've said this before on a number of podcasts but i love talking about it and um it's that deal that we have with the sovereign that we transfer our our uh, our sovereignty to them that when we say I do not consent in effect we are withdrawing our sovereignty with the sovereign so what, what did you make of the coronation? Because I know it was a British king and you're not, you know, you're not having any of that shit, but it's still under English law and English constitution, I guess. I don't know. I mean, what's your thoughts on the coronation and uh, the implications of the English people withdrawing their consent against what people think is the English king? Right. I, I'm going to tell you...
1: Uh, you asked me a question about this on uh, maybe two two uh, interviews ago, right? And I said to you, as a political party, we haven't got an official opinion on it. Yeah. Right. That has now changed. Yeah. Right. Because I asked the party to vote on it, and unanimously, hundreds uh, of, of members voted right unanimously. Uh, and I asked the question, "Do you want to become a public uh, republic?" Uh, and get rid of the monarchy and they all said yes right? powerful every single one of them yeah then i asked the question why and what i like about the membership of the english constitution party is because they understood the reasons right uh, and many of them come back with a reason and they said because the crown has abrogated their responsibility to us so why should we have any responsibility towards them? That is the reciprocal oath system, mm-hmm. right? Now, what they mean by that and what we mean by that is under the oath system, um, the monarch is there. I don't know if it's most so people in our party know, know this, obviously, right? but most people don't know this. The primary function of the monarch mm-hmm. yeah, is to veto Bad law. Yeah.
0: Since 1688. That's the only power they've got left, really, isn't it, is the assent to law that's made in Parliament. (laughs) So so you've hit another point there. When you
1: talk about prerogatives Mm -hmm. and you say that's the only power they've got left, right, they have abrogated all of their powers to Parliament. Yeah. They have made, in effect, and pushed... So Parliament incorrectly states, and by the way, this is a treasonous statement that Parliament is sovereign, Mm -hmm. right? It may be the main um, legislature, which is correct, mm-hmm. right? But it is not sovereign, right? We are, mm-hmm. and the system of governance in this country, the English system of governance, has the separation of powers. The separation of powers is the monarchy, which can be a which can be a president or a king. The executive. Right? Yeah, you, you. So it is the executive. It's there for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's there as one of the checks and balances. It goes into phrase. Uh, Tesla was one of the people that said it, and someone else in the past said it as well. 369 uh, is the power of the universe. Mm-hmm. If you understood them numbers and you understood the power of them numbers, you would understand that we had to hold the key that we don't know it yet mm-hmm. to the universe, right? Free, is, a, is very powerful. It's a check and balance, right? So you have parliament, right, with the commoners that should be in there. No commoners in there at the moment, but we need commoners in there. So parliament that makes the uh, primary legislation and secondary legislation and statutory instruments, which by the way can all uh, be taken out. Um, then you've got the monarchy and then you've got the judiciary, right? So the way our system is supposed to work is if Parliament was to make something, they're only supposed to make what's known as positive law. That's why they call statutes positive law. Mm-hmm. It means they take the customs, they take um, certain elements that have happened in history. might be a particular problem. That's why I used to put sunset clauses on, on laws, because if it was, it was, if it related to a certain event, give you an example, uh, the Great Fire of London, yeah. right, 1666 because of the absolute disaster that was for the country, they created what was known as the fire courts. And and the fire courts was constitutionally enacted to deal with all of the problems from the fire
0: because the system was being overwhelmed, right? And it had a two-year... Sunset clothes. You are born a sovereign being with limitless human potential. But this knowledge has cruelly been hidden from you because they don't want you to know the truth. But I do. For as long as I can remember, I've been successfully defying the tyranny imposed by the faceless, bureaucratic, deep state. A group of people hell-bent on turning us into slaves. I've proved countless times that our rights still exist. You just need to know how to enforce them or whether you even need to engage with these imposters at all. With Sovereign Life Coaching, I will teach you not only what your rights are, but also how you can use them to your advantage. This esoteric knowledge can help you grow your business or overcome debilitating creative or personal challenges because a motivated man or woman is unstoppable which is why they go to all the effort to demoralise you. When you work with me, you will feel powerful enough to walk through walls. To find out more of what we can help with, click the link below and book a free introductory call with me today. Don't be someone else's slave, be your own sovereign. The sunset clause used to be used more often in
1: in, 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 in laws, and it basically said we've got a particular problem Uh, we need to do this, constitutionally we need a new court. So it has a sunset clause, but once that sunset clause is kicked in, so in that case it was two years, right, that meant that it didn't exist. Constitutionally the the court, the fire courts, didn't exist, Mm. right? Uh, And it goes back to the normal way of law in the country. It's like almost like an
0: emergency procedure, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and it it is, and it's definitely something that... uh, useful. It's fine... In, to some extent. But getting back to the monarchy on yeah. that, right? So, for example, if uh, we had a situation uh, in this country that they created laws, which they have done, that goes against our constitutional rights and liberties, right? This is where I said earlier, democracy is fine within the uh, confines
0: of and limited by a constitution. So a, con- a constitutionally limited democracy. Correct. Yeah.
1: And it's absolutely bang on for people to understand that. How do you make sure that that is right? So this gets into the point. You go. To, so if they make a law, and and the monarch says, who I don't like that. I'm vetoing that." Yeah. And just for so people in America are listening to this.
0: What does the president do? The president's got veto power, exactly. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What,
1: else, what other powers has the president got? Yeah, the ability to go to, mercy.
0: to go to war. Mercy. Go to war? Yeah.
1: So what they done was they took the powers of the monarch and they placed them with an elected president. Yeah. Right? Our monarch is dismissed... And abrogated all of the prerogatives and passed it on to so Parliament the other way and government. <laughs> yes which is so they've started already to destroy the separation of powers
0: which means that they're pushing you into an administrative system so do you think that one of the reasons for the separation of powers is so that Power is not consolidated within one office yeah. like the king. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a tyrant or a despot. So the idea is to separate them. That keeps each.
1: the freest state of the realm.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. Right. So so usually that's in place to prevent a king or a monarch from being a tyrant. But in our case, it's unusual. It's parliament is becoming the tyrant or the despot. Yeah, yeah the legislative branch is becoming the tyrant or the, or the despot. Yeah. So so what we're saying here is that, um, which was the question that we were talking about, which is the idea that what's your position on uh, the monarchy currently? And then you've said that republic is what your members have voted for yeah. how would that change the uh, english system and it is a is a republic is a republic um constitution under the constitution is is a is the provision for a can republic can you have it
1: yeah so the common law so the common law controls everything yeah. right so under the common law
0: system but so, th- sorry to interrupt you, we just, can have either. So, so just to define the difference between a monarchy and a republic yeah. right is that I guess the easiest, simplest definition is that the executive branch is elected rather than hereditary. So you have a, an elected president rather than a hereditary king, but they have similar powers. They have the same powers. Yeah, they have the same powers, except he's elected. Um,
1: so, so the the other so the other side of this, and again, it's often strange, right? Mm-hmm. So the other side of this is. is as one of, one of the, 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 the separation of powers is the judiciary, yeah. the High Court, right? The High Court is there um, that if things go pear-shaped, if things go outside or, or, or let's say, ultra vires, mm-hmm. right, so it's unlawful, uh, that that is unconstitutional, their sole job at a higher level is to tell either the monarchy, nope, you can't do that, strike it down, or look at the Parliament and say, we're making that void. Mm. The Bill of Rights of 1688-89 also states within there that the uh, judiciary is to adjudge, right? And that means adjudge any legislation, primary, secondary or statutory instruments, any of it, right? And what they've done is they have also abrogated their rights
0: and pushed it over to Parliament. That's right, because in America, the Supreme Court exists to determine whether laws made by the legislative branch, maybe even the executive as well, is unconstitutional, therefore bad law and struck out. But we don't have that same... The, the, the court does not seem to have the same level of power as the American court. We have. We have. It's there constitutionally. They have but chosen to abrogate it through. So, again. So, Parliament's the, becoming despotic, isn't it? And so, so, yeah. so,
1: you can see all the power being given to them. Because, I mean, in history, a particular person, a name, name of Dicey, was the one who, who was said. a judge, wasn't he? So Dicey, Dicey a judge. No, he wasn't a judge, funny enough. A he, was, he was a he was a academic. Okay. Right? Yep. And he turned around and said you know, Parliament is sovereign, and they all adopted it. What they don't tell you is the second part of it. Dicey
0: changed his mind, uh, right? Yeah.
1: But they're not telling you that
0: part. But did, did this claim of Parliament being sovereign come from the revolution, the civil war led by Cromwell? Was it after that moment that then sovereignty left King Charles the First and the Glorious Revolution, which established the constitutional monarchy we have now? Is that when sovereignty so-called shifted from monarchy to parliament
1: yes yes and no if you actually go and read what happened like i said cromwell earlier cromwell wasn't a nice person no right? john lampton uh, sorry lambert uh, a military professional working class actually wrote the first global um constitution mm. right and in there, and his fa- what he wrote is fantastic. If you can't actually read it, um, and and he was giving the power to the people, mm. and the Commonwealth, and the Commonwealth was the three nations of Scotland, England, and Ireland, because Wales was already a part England. of England, right? And then sometimes you hear some some disputes, of, you know, in fifteen thirty-six, I think it was. But you have got to remember that Wales. Um, we as English people yeah. lived under um, Welsh kings for about 120 years without any, you know, with some problems obviously, but not major issues, mm-hmm. right? So we lived under the Welsh, if you want, because we was both common law systems. Yeah. So it, it didn't it didn't bother either country. Mm-hmm. So a, a Welsh Tudor system controlled England, right? So. You know, so for them to say that we're doing this and we're doing it, we say, hang on a minute, you know, England allowed mm-hmm. for, for for a Welsh Tudor dynasty mm-hmm. to control us, mm-hmm. you know, or not control us, but to, yeah. to be to the Govan. monarchy. Yeah. So, so, so getting back to this situation, Church, especially Charles, and there's some
0: other things I could say about Charles... Um, that, the monarchy, but is that the what, what, what am I, I'm looking for specifically? Is this idea that parliament is sovereign and that idea which has evolved to the point now where parliament is becoming despotic, right? Is does that have its root in the Glorious Revolution when, um, yeah, yeah, but, but, when Cromwell basically you know created the civil war and and, and well, created the first republic? So, wasn't so, so,
1: Cromwell, it?
0: Uh, that was the first republic, that's the last republic of England has yeah, had, so, 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 Cromwell's.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it lasted 12 years. Yeah. But what you've got to understand with, with, with that is it led on... So, so in some ways you're correcting what you're saying or, 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 or what you're looking at from history is, is is right. What I mean by that is from the early 1600s mm-hmm. up to 1688, mm-hmm. right, and bearing in mind Cromwell, uh, uh, John Lambert died, I think, four years before 1688. Mm-hmm. He was already dead, yeah. right?
0: Um, he actually died in a prison. I think he's the, six years after he, he beheaded Charles I. That's when Cromwell died. Yeah. It didn't last much longer. Well,
1: so, and so, so, so John Lambert, who, who, who wrote um, the English Constitution, the codified Constitution, okay. right, um, he, he was the second in command, mm. right? Um, he, he actually uh, turned his back on Cromwell because Cromwell wanted to execute the king. Mm. Right and John Lambert said, we don't want to be topping the king right yeah. we we're not we're not about that mm. this is what we're about and and you know they showed no mercy, so we should show mercy to them yeah right um and and Conwell didn't want to do that mostly Conwell was not was not interested in that it was like his head off and, he wanted and the then blood the last draw for from um uh, that's why people should understand. They all start sitting there today, some of them, and I think it's, um, uh, it, it's media controlled, right? Because mm-hmm. um, everyone I speak to don't like Prince Charles and don't mm. like the royal family anymore. Mm. The, only, the only person in the royal family I've got any respect for is Queen Anne, mm. right? Um, not Queen Anne. Princess uh, Anne. Princess Anne. But I think she should be queen, right? <laughs> um, If you're going to stick with that, but you should also, once you give up your powers... What, what right have you got to be there? You're part of the separation of powers, mm-hmm. which is what protects the people. Once you've abrogated them powers, you should be gone, mm. right? You, what, what are you doing there? Mm. Yeah? We can go and get a puppet anywhere, stick mm. it on a you know string somewhere, and it, it nods
0: about. That's all you're doing. Why are we paying millions of pounds for that? So, so, so a republic, uh, an English republic, could be the future um, path that the English people could take. To liberate ourselves yeah. from the yoke of the British yeah. yeah
1: so so part of that that people often don't understand some people say to me because they're unionists right the political union any political union between nations yeah never ends well doesn't matter who it is or what it is right The United States of America is uh, in effect uh, a union of states yeah right? United States, isn't United it? United <laughs> States. It's a union of the states, right? Well, England, as a nation, used to be a union of counties yeah. in the same way as America is a, is a union of states, Well, they right? copied those, didn't they? Their system is just yeah, a, 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 copy, a copy of ours. Right? Yeah. So, so the, the problem we've got is when the, when the British come in and the British we a group of people. Without early, a nationality. early
0: 1700s. That's when the British
1: emerged, would you say? 1706, 1707. Yes, yeah. with the Acts of Union. So with so the, the Acts end, of Union, yeah, they created. 1707. Yeah, 1707. They created that. They created the Parliament. Part of that Parliament's um, limitations, mm-hmm. right, was that all of our previous rights were protected, mm. right?
0: we've lost virtually everyone, but well, well, they're still there. If we want to claim them, though, through a claim of exactly.
1: yeah. So the one way that you do claim it back yeah. is to void the Acts of Union. Yeah. And if we had an independent judiciary, they would have done that a long time ago. Yeah, that's bad
0: law, saying it's unconstitutional. It's yeah, yeah, kick it it's
1: out. So, so the Acts of Union of 1706, 1707 is now in bad faith, hmm. right? But the only way you can, like you say, getting back to that, so, that, so again, the monarchy... Um, and a monarchy still has a judicial function, mm. right? P- believe it or not. And people don't realise well, that. the top judge, isn't he? The, you know, the, well, the, he's the, 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 the master yeah, magistrate. You've, you've actually got the Privy Council, but there's a judicial Privy Council that the, but the, the King of England and, and previously the Queen can still sit on them hearings. Uh, right. Right? And people don't realise it. And when mm. they say to me, What's the highest court in the land? The Supreme Court. I go, No, it ain't. Mm. It, it's, it's the actual judicial Supreme Court, right? Which is the Privy Council, yeah. and people don't
0: realise. And they sit there and they go, "Why do you think that?" And you say, "Well, why is it the Commonwealth appeal to them?" Yeah, so that's right. So anyone outside of England, the highest court yeah. of appeal is the Privy Council Court, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that's what the judge a judge is an extension of the executive. It's the the, the King in Council, isn't it, or the King that's in it, James? The king, in- king in Council. So the
1: King in Council yeah.
0: is the original Parliament. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we're coming to the end of part one, and we've talked about a lot of things as usual. Uh, I think one of the the main takeaways from this is that we've got to find a new way of uh, making our dissent known, which is what you've talked about here with spoil the ballot, which I think is a great idea. Really simple and effective if it's if it's uh, executed. Um, I think we can talk more about money and how this british union in 1707 came hot on the heels of the creation of the bank of england in 1694 it's only you know less than 10 years later just over 10 years later then the british appeared just by chance so um and then i think it's been a a long descent from that moment as we've lost our sovereignty inch by inch as we've lost control over our currency and our ability to trade without a third party coming in and sticking the nose in and trying to take their cut from our business and i know you've got some great ideas on uh, how we can solve this monetary issue which we'll talk about in part two we'll talk about how we can use gold and silver and become our own private bankers and i think that's a, a really really cool idea you've got some uh, great little things in your bag there that you want to show us Um, but before we go for people who are just with us for part one yeah (laughs) come over to part two and we'll show you what's in the bag (laughs) um so as we come to the end of part one and for people who are only going to see us in part one and they want to continue researching what you're talking about joining up with what you're doing learning more how to spoil the ballot where can they find your work Ray, and where can they find you
1: right so There's a a number of places you can find me. For the Spoilt Ballot in particular, www.spoiltballot.org. We've just set it up and it's solely to do with that and it will explain the law. If you go on to the English Constitution Party website, uh, which is englishconstitutionparty.com, again, if you look for the blog and you will see Spoilt Ballot versus Abstention... If you abstain, um, you abrogate your right and you are in tacit agreement with the, with the government. And, and that is why you should spoil it. So again, I won't go into any of that again, just to say you can find it there. And there's another website which goes by my normal uh, standard uh, name uh, online, which is Daddy Dragon. Um, Mm. And then people say to me, where did you get Daddy Dragon from? Mm. And I explain to him, it's the original English flag, uh, which is the dragon. And then people started referring to me as Father Dragon, because I was always
0: about the English. Uh, And then people cut it short to Daddy Dragon. The Daddy Dragon. Cool. Okay. Um, Okay, cool. Well, it's always great chatting to you. And I think you might have even inspired me to register to vote for the first time in my life, yeah. just so I could spoil it. <laughs> yeah, just so I can spoil the vote. But yeah, I think I might consider doing that at the next election. Um, Graham, okay, thanks for part one. Let's move over to part two, where we're going to talk about what's in that bag thanks for watching part one if you want to see what shiny objects graham has brought in his bag and how you can take advantage of the tips that we both share in part two then please subscribe via my site linked in the description you sure don't want to miss this